Can the new women's basketball coach bring this program to the promised land and get them to the top of the top when it comes to the Big Ten? I've got some hope. Plus, are there more players potentially departing from this women's program? We're going to talk about it all today at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we've got a new head coach for the women's basketball program. It is a time of change and there's a big change coming for this program. And we're going to talk about it all today. With Locked On Golden Gophers, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any further videos and podcasts coming your way. The live feeds, the live videos that we'll be doing later in this offseason as well. So definitely hit subscribe so you don't miss that. And leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. But let's talk about the task at hand. Let's talk about new head coach for the Golden Gophers women, Don Plitzuite. And let me tell you, I am pretty excited about this one, you know. I have nothing but love but for Coach Way, and I am excited that she's still going to be a part of the program in some capacity in her new role. But what's done is done, and we have to continue to move forward, and the Gophers have done just that in making their new hire. Now, Coach Plitzewhite will be the 13th head coach in Minnesota history, and she brings 28 years of coaching experience as a head coach, and 16 of those years were as a head coach. So 28 years coaching experience, 16 years as a head coach, and Minnesota is getting a coach who has done a lot of winning. In fact, she's won with West Virginia in her one year there, South Dakota, Northern Kentucky, and Grand Valley State. She's totaled 15 winning seasons in her 16 years as a head coach. Now, I don't know if you're counting, but that's a really good percentage. Math might not be your strong suit. But 15 out of 16 years in winning seasons, that should be music to Gophers fans' ears. Now, nine of those seasons were 20-win seasons at least, and two of those were 30-win campaigns. So she's been doing the winning by a good, good margin, a good handful, a good number of wins. In fact, in her first year with West Virginia, she came just under that 20 benchmark with 19 wins, and that was in her first season her first year as a power five or power six program uh, head coach so every time she's going out there she's getting it done and that has to be encouraging as a gopher fan now not only that but her teams have competed in the last four ncaa tournaments as well and her coaching record overall is 356 and 141 that's a 72.1 percent win percentage she's also two 201 wins and 66 losses in league play. Now, her teams have finished tied for fifth or higher in regular seasons conference play in all 16 seasons and have recorded 11 top three conference finishes as well. So a lot of winning, a lot of good numbers when it comes to wanting to see this turnaround. Now, the Gophers haven't been there for a while now and you're hoping a lot of the gripe from fans was getting back to the winning ways well this should be a hire that makes you ecstatic then 
Now she's going to be one of the highest paid, one of the higher paid coaches in the conference. But if you're looking at those win percentages, it speaks for itself. So if you want to bring winning to the program, you're going to have to pay up for it in this day and age. And so she had a buyout. It seems like the buyout will be around $380,000. And then she will be making $800,000 annually with an incremental elevator each season. So she's going to be paid. And so hopefully the winning comes with that pay. Now, in her presser today, she talked about three pillars of the program that they will move forward with is toughness, togetherness, and find a way. Now, I'm sure you hear a lot of these things from most coaches and most of their introductory pressers. You talk about being tough or being gritty or being, you know, different buzzwords. So we'll give it to her. Everybody's kind of got those togetherness. You love to see it, especially with this core. This core has been together through it all, through some hard times, through some good times, but they seem to have a really good chemistry together. They really seem to have a family atmosphere, a culture that's been building. So I think that's already well on its way, but that third pillar was a very interesting one and I like it. Find a way because life's going to throw adversity at you. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be things that happen and we've experienced that as Gopher fans, no matter what sport, what program you're talking about. Injuries on the men's side of things, injuries on the women's side of things. We lost two players to season-long injuries before the season even started. So adversity is going to come, but you have to find a way to get it done. Find a way to keep scrapping. You might be down multiple points, which we'd seen this year, and you have to find a way to get back. Now, the Gophers had continuously found a way to get back into the games, make it a very close finish. Even the Big Ten tournament loss where the Gophers just ended up losing it in the end, they scrapped back from a huge deficit, and this team has showed that but it's now putting it even further, finding a way on top of coming back to get the win. So I love that pillar. I love that sentiment. And hopefully we'll continue to see that show itself in these girls as they move forward and these women as they move forward and becoming hopefully one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Now, one thing that really stood out to me in this presser was that she is heavy on film and breaking it down. Now, the first practice kicks off tomorrow for the women on 321, March 21st, which again is tomorrow. But after hearing her speak about her approach to practice, it definitely feels very methodical. So here is what coach had to say about that first practice and what to expect. Okay, how do we plan our first practice? I think what's important for our young ladies, what's really important is for them to understand why we're going to do things. So instead of just setting up some cones and we're going to do some finishing drills and grab a pad, we'll show them some film. We'll show them some film of teams within the Big Ten and how, how they defend things or how we need to defend them. Defense will probably, probably won't be tomorrow, you guys. Just, you, it'll be offense tomorrow. You guys will be happy. You'll love that. Offense is way more fun to practice at this time of year. So I said that, but I didn't really mean that. It'll be offense. You know, but then we'll look at maybe how, how in the past our team here at Minnesota has has attacked a certain type of, of a look defensively. And then we'll look at maybe how teams that I've coached have done this so they can see it, so they understand why they're doing it. And then we'll go out and hopefully we have some practice guys that can help us simulate some of those things and we can do that. So I think it's it's important for, for young ladies to know why we're doing what we're doing rather than we're just gonna drive from the top of the key and we're gonna get to the basket and we're gonna work on different finishes. 
So for me, I love the insight and being able to break down the whys. That is huge for me. The why are they practicing the way they are? Why are they doing that drill? Why this team finds success here when they're breaking down the film? Why are we going to attack this way, et cetera, et cetera? That is what I'm talking about. It builds on-court IQ from the very early sessions, from the jump, starting now in March as the NCAA Women's Tournament is still going. You're building down, you're you're building up that IQ on the core, that presence, that that understanding, and that will go a long way. That cognitive reg- recognition can carry a long way once we hit the actual season in October of 2023. So that's what I'd love to hear. I love to see it. And when asked about her play style on the flip side of things, here is what Coach Plitzwhite had to say. <laughs> that's a really good question. That was really hard for me to answer because I believe this, you know, when people ask, what is our style? What is our offense going to look like? Uh, Ultimately, it depends on our time together and working and growing and putting these young ladies in the best possible situation to be successful. So whether that's a four out one in motion, whether that's a three out two in, you know, whether it's a whatever it is, whether that's a, a chin offense that runs into something else that runs into a motion offense, I don't know yet. It's going to depend on how we kind of come together and what that looks like. And that's kind of the fun of, of building all this together too. So I would say, you know, defensively, I think it's really important that that we continue to get better on the defensive end, limit opportunities. It, everybody wants to run, that's fun. It's fun to play fast. Well, how do you play fast? You gotta get stops. It's hard to play fast if you don't get stops. So you gotta be really good on the defensive end first and foremost to be able to get off in transition and make things happen. And then when you're in transition, you want to take care of the basketball because there's nothing worse than you're playing fast, but you're giving it right back to the other team, and now you got to go back on defense and get another stop. So for us, it's a matter of we need to make sure that we're really good on the defensive end, and then rebuild into the offense after that. Now, again, this is something that intrigued me because it seems like from what she said and what I gathered, it seems like how they will run things, how this offense especially will run, will really be catered to the players on the roster, on hand and playing to their strengths. And that that is the best coaching style, in my opinion, no matter what play, no matter what, what system, what sport you are playing, because in the long scheme of things, you might not always be able to get your ideal players, your perfect players for your specific system. Now, you're always recruiting them. You're always looking for them. You're looking for that. But be, to be able to adjust it on the fly, to be able to adjust it year to year, to know how to play to your team strengths and your individual players, especially those top players strengths, and help them thrive and succeed and get the ball how they need and to score in the ways that work best for them or get them the looks that they need best. That goes so long. That goes so far. And a lot of coaches don't do that. They play their system and they have to kind of sometimes put square pegs into round holes and that just doesn't work. So I loved hearing this. I loved hearing that it's it's something that hopefully will be shaped around the actual players and the, the personnel that they have themselves. And that is truly something unique for this this program because there are a lot of really talented, really young players that have unique and different skill sets. So I look forward to seeing how that comes along. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, about Coach herself or about what she said in this presser today, um, I think a huge thing was that she mentioned recruiting in-state and really setting up a, a, a 
pipeline, uh, home base here in Minnesota. Now she's prioritized the state in her, her prior engagements as well. She was going to look to prioritize it when she was at West Virginia, but she did in South Dakota. So I look forward to it because she's proven it here. She's gotten a lot of players from the Minnesota area in her past programs in her past years and her past experience. But now you're at the staple, you're at the top school in the state and you are here. I mean, if you got players that want to stay home and want to do it this way, and you have a core right now that wants to build this thing to a program that continues its success long beyond their years as well, you have the right stuff to get it going. So the women's hoops in Minnesota at the high school level is some of the best in high school, in my opinion. And she has a history of doing well in Minnesota. So hopefully at a major program, we can really make this thing a real reality. Now, Lindsey Whalen also did well here in Minnesota. Look at that all-star freshman class that we had last year, the best class in program history. And hopefully Don can continue that progression, especially with some of the major names coming up. You're talking about Olivia McGill from Hopkins, who's a 2024 girl for next year. That is the number 14 player in the entire nation. You've got, and she's currently un uncommitted, you've got Aliyah Crump, who is at Minnetonka, who is the number 13 player in her class. You've got uh, Vikings legend daughter, uh, 2026 class freshman at Providence Academy, who absolutely balled out. She's another name you'd hope to try and get to stay home and continue the trajectory of this program. It is so exciting. And it is so, if we can make this a hotbed for keeping our players home, it's music to Minnesota's ears, and it's music to the future of this program continuing to be uh, a top dog, continuing to be uh, one of the best in the Big Ten. If we can keep that talent in state, that's a game changer. Now, all of that being said, there could be some movement to watch for, and it doesn't seem like all the players may be staying, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Who could be on the outs? That's coming up next. First, a message from our friends over at Built Bar, and you know that March Madness is going on, and I've told you before that Built Bar has a madness of their own going on, and it is a great way for you to win potentially a year subscription to Built Bars, or even getting a chance at a free box yourself. All you gotta do is go to builtmarchmadness.com and you just vote for your favorite bar. It's that simple, it's that easy. I've got the cookie dough chunk going crazy over here. And so absolutely go to builtmarchmadness.com to get that vote going. And when you vote for your favorite puff or bar, you're entered into a drawing in which 50 lucky locked on listeners, just the locked on listeners, folks, 50 of y'all will get a free built box. Um, so you'll get to try some of those bars yourselves. And then on top of it, not only that, but one lucky lockdown fan is going to win a 12 month subscription to built and have the best built bars delivered to your door monthly. Who can hate on that? All you have to do is go vote for your favorite bar. It is that plain and that simple. You gotta try it, 100% real chocolate and it's packed with a power pack protein on top of that and it's good for you. So give it a try. Head on over to the website. Vote for your favorite bar today. Now, Gophers fans, thank you so much for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And we're talking all about the women's basketball team today with their new head coach. But 
you know, who's going to be back? Who is ready to continue to trudge forward or are people on the outs? I think there might be more than just Rose Michelle leaving this program. And we're going to talk about that coming up here. But I want to talk about who was present at the presser. And that speaks a lot. And there's been people, players who have said, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm ready to keep going. I'm committed to it. We've heard from Mara Braun. We've heard from Mallory Heyer. We've heard from Nia Holloway. And so those players are locked in. But also, if you look at some of the posts that people are sharing um, with the new coach and whatnot, and then we got a little bit in the press presser after the presser, uh, we saw Amaya Battle and Nia Holloway and Mallory speak about the new coach themselves. It seems like Amaya Battle is locked back in and ready to go for round two, year two with Minnesota Golden Gophers. Also, someone who seems to be all in and actually was recruited by Coach Plitzwhite prior to going to NC State or even leaving NC State and transferring was Sophie Hart, the transfer who came in from NC State. And it seems like she's ready to go as well. So that gives you Mara Braun, Mallory Heyer, Nia Holloway, Amaya Battle, and Sophie Hart back with the squad. That's five people locked in. On top of that, you've got Maggie Zanano was at the presser. Aminata was there at the presser as well. That gives you seven of the scholarship players coming back, but notably someone I didn't see there. Now, maybe they had class. Maybe they just couldn't be there, but it was interesting. And we haven't seen any posts from her. We haven't seen anything was Katie Borowicz, Katie Buckets, as I've liked to call her on the show. Now, she wasn't present there. Could she be looking elsewhere? Could she be looking to move on? It's definitely a possibility, something that hopefully we'll have more clarity on as we move forward. But the first practice is tomorrow. So, I mean, we'll see if we hear a little bit more news in that department. But we know Rose Michelle also hit the transfer portal. We'll see if Coach Plitzewhite tries to re-recruit her and see if she can come back and stay with the program. Not sure what's going to happen on that front. We'll see and we'll keep you posted here at Locked on Golden Gophers. But it isn't just those two players that maybe are no longer looking to play with the Gophers. But also we have to look at next year's class coming in. Now we had four scholarship players set to come in for the Golden Gophers. And it was Kennedy Click from Maple Grove. We've got Ajak Middell. I might have butchered that name. I'm absolutely sorry if I did. I will definitely fix it by the time you get on, on campus. You've got Mackenzie Dalen and you've got Dominika Perova. Now, those were the four scholarship commits that were coming in from the class of 2023. Coach Menson mentioned in the presser that she has talked to all of them. It sounds like Dominika is going to request a release from her letter of intent to come to Minnesota, but it sounds like everybody else is on board. So Dominika, KDB, and Rose Mashad, those are the three names that we have question marks around, and it seems like they might not be in tow. Now, Katie is the biggest question mark. That's one. I don't know either way which way it's going to go. The other two, it seems like they are moving forward in a different direction. But that means that we're going to have to fill this roster with some transfer players because we've got seven transfers or seven scholarship players coming back or locked back in as it seems. So that means you've got to fill the rest. You usually get 13 scholarships when it comes to division one basketball. So that means that we'll have six scholarships up for grabs. Well, back that up, Kane, back that up. You're going too far. There are three from the 2023 class coming in. So that's 10 scholarships on hand. So that means there's about three scholarships left to be had. And that means we could maybe bring in up to three players in the transfer portal. If those three, do intend to go elsewhere. Now, it's not all bad when it comes to the player sentiment, as we were just talking about who might leave. 
but let's hear what the three three of the freshmen had to say about their new coach coming in. Here's what freshman Mallory Heyer, Nia Holloway, and Amaya Battle had to say about Coach Plitzewhite coming to Minnesota. How excited are you about Dawn's hire? I'm extremely excited. I think it's a great hire. Um, she's a winner, and that's super important. And she's very knowledgeable, has great energy already. So I'm very excited. Oh, for sure. Yep. How about Nia and Amaya, just your thoughts on um, I'm really excited too. Um, we saw her for the first for the first time Saturday, I think, and she made a great impression. Super excited. Yeah, like they said, like, I'm super excited. I think especially for me, just coming into it, just with an open mind, because I haven't played so I'm just super excited to be so the excitement seems to be there and excitement is the key. In fact, Mara Brown also talked about Coach Plitzewhite and she mentioned how she looks forward to her development and she likes what she hears about Coach Plitzewhite's former players saying Coach brings out the best in them, but also she really enjoys her heavy film approach as well, which is something new for the team. In fact, here, let's take a listen to what Mara Brown had to say when asked by the media. Most, especially at this level, um, being able to just get better every single day and be able to improve, you know, from freshman year to sophomore year will be huge, and I think she's going to be able to play a big role in that. How eager are you to get that first practice going tomorrow? Really excited. You know, I think right when we wake up tomorrow, we'll be ready to get to go. Um, you know, she's really big on lifting, film. Um, so that'll be really cool to be able to kind of experience that. And, you know, it's pretty much it's just new for all of us this year. So there's a lot of excitement when it comes to this young core, when it comes to a lot of these players that are looking to be back and make that foundation, build that program up and help it grow. Seems like a lot of them are really excited for the new coach and how things are going. Now, like I said, we're going to have to fill some roles through the transfer portal, but there's a nice core involved right now. Now, some players to keep an eye on. If they are to hit the, the portal, and I'm not saying there's any inclination of it whatsoever because they're, I have nothing, no news there, but some of her former players and recruits to keep an eye on would be Kaya Watson, who played at South Dakota and then transferred to West Virginia. And so she played for her both in two or three years with Coach Plitzewhite. She was a key player for the West Virginia team. If she is to hit the portal again, that's definitely a name to circle and keep an eye on. She could be a good veteran player to bring to this young core. Another player that played at West Virginia is JJ Quinterly. Now, Quinterly is a baller, an absolute baller. She was a sophomore this past year in 2022, averaged 14 points a game, was the team leader in points. But if you watched her in the tournament as well as the Big 12 tournament, she can get it done. She's a special athlete and a special talent and pairing her with this young core, that would be absolutely bananas, bonkers, whatever adjective you want to throw in there. It fits because she is an absolute baller. Now, again, no insight on that actually happening, but if it does, if she hits the portal and she enjoyed her time with coach Plitzewhite, that would be a very interesting name to keep an eye on moving forward. So those two are two that I will be definitely following, but then one recruit commit to West Virginia to keep an eye on to see if she requests a release or not would be Grace Grachowski. She's from Wisconsin. She was ranked 98 in the top 100 on ESPN for the class of 2023. She's a 5'10 guard from Wisconsin. And that is another name to keep in mind. Now, like I said, there will possibly potentially be three scholarship openings for the women. So let's keep an eye on it. Let's see what happens moving forward. But I am excited to see what it all happens. 
But what's the outlook in the Big Ten? When can this team actually compete? When can they be with the best of the big dogs in this conference? Because this conference, it's the real deal. And we're going to talk about why coming up next. First, a message from our friends over at FanDuel. Definitely head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on and you can get advantage of a $1,000 up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. So if you win your bets, good on you. You get some money, you get some winnings. But if you lose, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets with the no sweat first bet. You got to get it while you can before time runs out. So definitely go on over to fanduel.com slash locked on to take advantage of that. Their app is simple safe and secure three things i love to hear when it comes to apps so download today or go to fanduel.com slash locked on and let's get going on that no sweat first bet all right gophers fans so let's talk about the big 10 here for a second and it's promising to say the least that you've got mara braun mallory hire nia holloway and amaya battle all seem really committed to building this program into something special, their home program. And not just in their time, not just for these next three years, this past year as well that happened, but also continuing forward in the future as well, beyond their times. They want to help make this a staple in the Big Ten and in the nation. So you pair that, you pair that desire and that talented class with Coach Plitzewite, who has had some vast success in her time, in her 28 years of coaching, 16 years head coach. And you pair that with maybe some pending transfers and maybe this team can make some noise from the jump in the 2023-24 season. And that would be huge for Minnesota because not only did they host the Women's Big Ten Basketball Tournament this past year, but they're going to host it again in 2024. So it would be nice to see that team really shake some things up in the Big Ten and this higher could be the thing that pushes it over the edge and gets this program to make that noise in the Big Ten tournament. Now, the Big Ten is truly one of, if not the best conference in women's college hoops. You've got to look at the tournament right now, and you can see that firsthand. Now, absolutely, South Carolina is a dog. They're they're the best of the best in the programs. UConn's always up there. But as a conference whole, the Big Ten holds it down. I mean, in the tournament, you had one seed in Indiana. You had two two seeds in Iowa and Maryland. You had a three seed in Ohio State. You had a six seed in Michigan. You had two 11 seeds in Illinois and Purdue. That's seven tournament teams and four of them with a three seed or better. And after tonight, we will know how many of them are headed to the Sweet 16. Now, two of them are already locked in, and that is Iowa and Maryland. But Indiana plays tonight and Ohio State plays tonight. If they can both pull out the wins, that could be four teams in the Sweet 16 from the Big Ten. That is 25%. One-fourth of the Sweet 16 would be with Big Ten teams. Now, if that doesn't tell you the success alone, I don't know what else will. But not only in the Big Ten tournament, or not Big Ten tournament, but the NCAA tournament, we've got the WNIT as well, where Nebraska has been showing up and showing out for the conference. They are in the sweet 16 of that as well. So things are going well for big 10 teams in these tournaments. Now we want the Gophers to get there and we want to see it sooner than later. And I think if you look at the young core, it's there, we have that. And then there's a lot of potential with that young core. And then hopefully you can see the Gophers in these ranks, in these 
tournament teams and these opportunities to go out there and get to a Sweet 16, an Elite 8, hopefully back to the Final Four like we saw in the Wayland era. That would be the real deal. That is what Gophers fans hope and dream for. Consistency in getting into the tournament. Coach Plitzwhite has done it. Consistency in winning. Coach Plitzwhite has done it. So let's see it. Take that next step. Get to that type of team, that type of caliber in the Big Ten. And I think the future is bright. It's there. It's an opportunity. And with Coach Plitzwhite's winning history and that young, talented core in tow, I really do think that getting there should be attainable and we're going to keep you posted with all of what is to come with this program any transfers that come in any people that decide to officially hit the portal all of that will be noted here at locked on golden gophers be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of it hopefully this offseason we can get some of the players on the podcast get to know them a little better and how everything is going within the new new system the new head coach and all of that jazz We'll keep you posted. Definitely hit subscribe. I'll see you tomorrow where we're going to talk a little bit of football. Later this week, we're going to have a round table for the Gophers hockey, which is headed to the NCAA tournament as the number one overall seed. And then we're also going to revisit spring football with our friend of the show, Daniel House. So be sure to tune in, tap in, and be ready to go this week. This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Roll the boat, Skyuba. Go Gophers.